0: Dear fellow Hong Kong citizens, the Secretary for Justice Mr. Rimsky-Yun has recently written an article published in all the major Chinese newspapers not long before the Chinese New Year expressing doubt over the constitutionality of civil nomination and political party nomination for the election of the chief executive in 2017. The Secretary for Justice's move broke the administration's pledge to remain neutral during the consultation period. It also highlights the fact that the Hong Kong SAR government is in in reality disinterested in carrying out a genuine consultation and is looking for ways to screen out opinions. The argument put forth by the Secretary for Justice in support of his conclusion that those two methods of nomination may be in violation of the Basic Law is essentially that in light of the very clear wording of Article 45, the nomination committee has so-called substantive power or right to nominate any proposal that undermines or diminishes this power enjoyed by the nominating committee would appear to violate Article 45 of the Basic Law. Since the Secretary for Justice argument relies on the allegedly very clear wording of Article 45, please allow me to take this opportunity to repeat the wording of the Article 45 to you. The method for selecting the Chief Executive shall be specified in light of the actual situation in the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region and in accordance with the principle of gradual and orderly progress. The ultimate aim is the selection of the chief executive by universal suffrage upon nomination by a broadly representative nominating committee in accordance with democratic procedures. Notice that the article does not mention anything about the nominating committee's power or right to nominate. Notice also that the Secretary for Justice Interpretation misses out on a key term in the article, Nomination by the nominating committee in accordance with democratic procedures. In fact, his interpretation flies in the face of this key term. To understand the meaning and significance of this democratic procedure, we must go back in history to consider the drafting of the Basic Law. In April 1988, in preparation for the then upcoming first round of public consultation, The drafting committee of the Basic Law issued the so-called first draft of the Basic Law. Article 45 at that time only provided that the method for selecting the chief executive may be modified in light of the actual situation of Hong Kong and in accordance with the principle of gradual and orderly progress without specifying an end goal or even a general direction and leaving five vastly different proposals in the draft. Subsequently, Hong Kong drafter Louis Cha proposed that what was then considered an ultra-conservative compromise proposal. The first three chief executives would be elected by a broadly representative election committee. A referendum would then be held in 2011, the passing of which would mean that the fourth chief executive would be elected by way of universal suffrage, and the election committee transform into a nominating committee responsible for nominating candidates. The Hong Kong public opposed Cha's proposal for greatly delaying the timetable for universal suffrage. In the meantime, when the mainland draftster came to Hong Kong for an exchange visit, certain members of the Basic Law Consultation Committee took the opportunity to express their view that it would be contrary to democratic principles for the chief executive candidates to be selectively nominated via consultation among a privileged few whilst capping the number of candidates would be unfair and undemocratic. Despite Hong Kong's people's opposition, Cha's proposal still received majority support from the drafting committee, and Article 45 in the so-called second draft, published in February 1989, was accordingly amended to include the stipulation quoted above. We can then deduce from the historical development in the wording of the Article 45 two rather crucial legislative intentions. First, the drafters anticipated and planned for Hong Kong to achieve genuine democracy with universal suffrage. Secondly, Hong Kong and mainland drafters all recognised that entrusting the nomination of CE candidates to a nominating committee might well violate fundamental democratic principles. It was to counterbalance these anti-democratic tendencies that the phrases broadly representative and in accordance with democratic procedures were added specifically for the purpose of ensuring that the method for selecting the chief executive is consistent with the objective of universal suffrage throughout. In light of this historical background, it is not difficult to understand that the phrase nomination in accordance with democratic procedures means plainly that a nomination procedure that accords with democratic principles Democratic principles, in turn, mean that any procedure adopted must be capable of reflecting the general public views. Under such a legal framework, the practical effect of democratic procedures is that the nominating committee must not screen out candidates supported by the public, and must instead allow anyone who has obtained a sufficient level of public support to become a candidate. There are actually many ways to achieve this. Civic nomination, nomination by political parties, or a low threshold nomination by a broadly representative nominating committee, or any combination of the above. Returning now to the Secretary for Justice argument, one would quickly realize that the Secretary for Justice is wrong in saying that the nominating committee enjoys the so-called substantive power or right to nominate, which is not to be undermined or diminished. The nominating committee's power or right to nominate is in reality not freestanding. It is instead constrained by Article 45's stipulation that it must exercise that power or right in accordance with democratic procedures. It is precisely here where civic nomination and political party nomination can come into play, We may well stipulate that the nominating committee shall be bound to nominate a candidate upon confirming the validity of a nomination by means of civic or political party nomination. This is an attractive proposal, because at the end of the day, these two nomination methods are the ones most widely accepted in democracies everywhere around the world to be in line with democratic principles. The Secretary for Justice would be hard-pressed to argue otherwise. I would urge the administration to realize the ultimate goal of Article 45 of the Basic Law, that is real and genuine universal suffrage for chief executive election in 2017 for all Hong Kong people to participate in with a genuine competitive election. This is a political question at the end of the day, not to be disguised in a false legal argument. Dennis Kwok, Legislative Counselor for the Legal Functional Constituency.